Well, I think we're on um, about day 300 of 15 days to slow the spread. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, and, flatten the curve. Yeah. And um, Jen Pisaki's got some information for you from today's press briefing that I think you might want to know. Uh, on the 15 days to slow the spread. Live from Studio 6B that we'll get to uh, on a Thursday night. Glad you're in. Rick Delgado's here doing news. Paul's officially, well, he's gone. On vacation. (laughs) (laughs) He's out of here. He'll be back in about a week or so. Uh, Rick Amorati's here with sports. What's coming up in sports is we head closer to um, the big game. And let me put everybody on notice now. We'll be making our official big game picks uh, with final score. You'll have to pick the score of the game, not just who's going to win or cover. All right. By the way, the line is minus three. Kansas City minus three. Your total is 56. So we'll be making predictions, final score, and who's going to win and cover the game. That will be on tomorrow night's show. That's big That's big time, big show, Super Bowl picks. What else is coming up in sports today, Rick? Well, we're already button heads on Super Bowl picks. We had a quick little conversation beforehand. Well, that, that, that comes tomorrow. Don't, <laughs> okay. be, don't let the cat out of the bag here too oh. early. But we're going to go down to Tampa Brady, and we're going to talk a little bit about some interesting uh, gambling bets that have been made. And also, we got the Waste Management Phoenix Open that teed off Ooh. a little while ago, Big D. That's a wild tournament. You yep. know, they, that's the one they play the par three. Uh, I think it's, I don't know if it's 17 or what hole it is, but there's a par three there that, you know, it's the stadium kind of gallery is all around and they go wild. It's the one place on tour that they scream and yell as they're, as the uh, golfers are actually swinging. So it's almost like uh, happy Gilmore. Uh, It's very, it's very happy Gilmore-ish. It's wild. And it's, it's the spot where Tiger Woods made one of the more famous hole in ones as the gallery was screaming and it, he 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 hit a hole in one, and the place went berserk. It's one of the, it's one of the great videos of um, on PGA on on the PGA Tour of that hole in one that he made there on that course. So that's a wild tournament. It's a good tournament. Yeah, I don't think there'll be any gallery there this year, though. <laughs> yeah, there will be none of that this no. year. That's true. I didn't even think of that. Yep. That's true. There'll probably be no there'll be no beer slugging, throwing up in the air. Popcorn, <laughs> Nobody getting wasted at the screaming. Waste Management yeah. uh, Phoenix No getting Open. wasted at the Waste Management <laughs> Open this year. So uh, what's coming up in the news, uh, Rick Delgado? A uh, bunch of things. We got a little Fauci news for you. We got a little uh, Biden news. And uh, your favorite governor uh, from Michigan is in the news as well. Ava so, Perone. Okay. Yeah. She's not going on tour with um, Evita, is she? No, not okay. quite. Because <laughs> she uh, fit the you know fit the bill there. She could be the lead. Um, so let's start here because we try to point out a lot of times the differences between the Republican Party and the Democratic Party, and um, all this focus today and the last couple days on this. Mar- I don't. I don't even know who, who she is. Marjorie Taylor Green, I think, is her. Oh, name. she's so, great. I like her. Okay, so I, I'm no. Sounds like Rick knows more about her than I do. I'm certainly no special pleader for her. I don't even know who she is. I know she's been associated with uh, QAnon, and they're very focused on. And when I say they're very focused, I mean everybody. I mean Washington as a whole. Um. They want her out. The media, they want her out. The Democrats, they want her out. Pelosi, Schumer, all of them, they want her out. And establishment Republicans want her out, including the 11 who voted today with the Democrats mm-hmm. to strip her of her committee assignments. Um, 
the people voted for her, put her in office, and they're focused on, and I believe, Rick, you probably know more about this than I do, so you can correct me. Most of what they're focused on are things that she either said or, or uh, was involved, not involved, but like, I guess, tweeted about yeah. or was, was public about before she got elected. Right. None of this is since she took office. Yes. Okay. So just starting there and thinking about the Democratic Party, and, and we, you really have to kind of, again, I say this every night in the show, you have to kind of check your, check your brain cells at the door because here <laughs> you have this concentrated effort. Like really, I've, it's hard to remember a time when you've seen a, such a concentrated effort to get one uh, congresswoman here elected by the people, stripped of her committee, um, you know, stripped of her committee uh, doings. And she was today. So I got to thinking about the Democratic Party, and you would think that, um, you know, killing somebody would probably be something that would get you... Um, well, that's bad, right? As a, as a congressman, killing someone, okay, you know, wouldn't get you voted for president, but the Democratic Party and Ted Kennedy, they got, they got past that. So that's the first thing I was thinking of. All right. Um, I think Ted Kennedy was a pretty... He was a pretty big Democrat, right? I've heard yeah. of him. Had yeah. some issues. A little bit. In the car, a bridge, some things. You know, things happened. Maybe he was texting at the time. I right. don't know. Right. So you Wasn't have there. him. Um, and then I, this was brought to my attention today. I was reading a, a story about Alcee Hastings, representative from Florida. Um, he, at one point, was a federal judge. And I'm reminded by his story as I went back on NPR. And um, Representative Alcee Hastings, Democrat of Florida, is among 19 federal officials in American history who have been impeached by the House of Representatives. Well, why was he impeached? Well, he used to be a federal judge sitting on the federal branch, uh, U.S. District Judge of Miami. And... Um, he was bribed and then further impeached. So you would think being a bribed, <laughs> impeached federal judge would be something that you probably, you might want to look at. Well, no, the Democrats, he sits now currently on the House Select Permanent Committee on Intelligence. So he's, he's actually been rewarded. For for his misdeeds, you could um you could say that. All right. So he sits on the did. House Select Committee for per, uh, a permanent committee on intelligence. He's a a formal fe- was bribed, impeached. Ted Kennedy killed someone. I don't remember any ever any of these kind of committee uh, meetings hovering around where Democratic leadership and. Uh, had any of these kind of Marjorie Taylor Greenish um, get-togethers where they thought, oh, we got to get rid of I mean, we can't do, can't have that, yeah, killing someone or bribing, being bribed as a federal judge. Oh, no, no. No, no, no. They didn't lose it. They didn't lose their committee appointments. None of them did. We have Dianne Feinstein, who for years we find out had a, um, well, limo driver, I guess, is maybe... The best way to put it, her driver, limo driver, car, service, whatever, was a Chinese spy. Well, Dianne Feinstein is on the Intelligence Committee. Has been for how many years? She, I don't remember. Um, was there any big 
to do Steny Hoyer and uh, Jerry Nadler, Fat Jerry Nadler, have a problem with um with any of that? Uh, no, I don't recall. I can recall um just recently, um bang bang with the fang fang, Eric Swalwell. I don't remember him being taken off the intelligence committee for his relationship with a Chinese spy who then left the country. Do does anybody remember him losing his committee? Mm, or no. anyone even talking about it on the Democratic side? No, it was a story for about a day. Okay. There certainly wasn't 11 Democrats who voted with Republicans to remove him, was there? No, of no. course not. Of course there wasn't. You had, Mad, you had Mad Maxine, Mad Max, out there when Trump was elected, and I quote, if you see anybody from that cabinet in a restaurant at a gas station, you get out and create a crowd. You push back at them. Just recently, she said that Trump should be charged with premeditated murder because of the lives that were lost. And that's not even the three biggest examples I could point to of the Democratic Party. You have Ilhan Omar, a raging anti-Semite who hates America. You have Rashida Tlaib, a raging anti-Semite who hates America. You have AOC, who just lied about this whole capital thing, are there any um, discussions on the Democratic side about any of them ever? No, 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 there wasn't. And by the way, Rashida Tlaib and Elon Omar, these are comments they made while in Congress as elected public officials. Not before, not that it makes it any better, but they're focused on this, this girl, this green, this is all before she was elected. Right. Well, Rashida Tlaib and Elon Omar, they have, they've said all these horrific anti-Semitic things while they were elected, while they're sitting congresswomen. And I don't, I don't recall the Democrats, and I certainly don't recall... Um, I don't recall any of these people getting to a vote. I recall the Democrats building up support around them. Yeah, and I recall, uh, I believe, when they tried to, I believe, censure her, they, they changed the wording. Of, to water it down. Yeah, to water it down. And they never named her. Correct. Thank they you. never even named her in the um, document. Not once. Not a once. So my point being... Here is the difference between the Republican Party and the Democratic Party. The Democratic Party circles the wagons for their own. Never is there discussions like this on the Democratic Party. It doesn't matter what you've done or what you've said. It's never questioned. They circle the wagons of support. And I can remember when Trump talked about Elon Omar, what happened? He was accused of picking on a woman of color, attacking her, he was accused of. So again, I, I'm no special pleader for the green. I don't know anything about her, what, what she said or did. I haven't seen the, the Twitters, the posts, the, the, whatever the QAnon supposed here or there, whatever it is. But, but hence, this is the difference. You will never see this kind of, you know, uh, Mitch McConnellish weak rhino nonsense, Adam Kinzinger and 10 others 
No, no, no. They'll never do that on the left. They circle the wagons for their own, and they never get to the point where what's happened to her. Hence the difference between the two parties. This is the perfect example of it. And, and again, and- I'm sorry, Rick. I'm sorry. Again, what's the precedent here? Who's taking notes? Is Kevin McCarthy taking notes here? I know Jim Jordan and people like that, Matt Gates are. Because there's going to come a time, if it's God willing, 2022, where they hold all the power to be able to do this. And if any one of the people I just talked about is still has a committee assignment, what's it going to be on the Republican side? Act like a bunch of pansies or not? Because someone needs to start taking notes and making receipts for all this. Because it's, this is, it's going to be game on like this for four years. And if we do take back the House and the Senate in 2022, they're either going to lie down like a bunch of wussies or they're going to start playing eye for an eye and start realizing who you're up against. Because you'd never see this, what happened today, if it was a Democrat, ever. from Studio 6B on a Thursday night, 17 past the hour. So just to finish, <laughs> just to finish my thoughts on um, this green thing. Yes, please do. I know not, Again, I know nothing about her. I, you seem to know more than I do. She's a nice lady, it seems like. Okay, well, I'm not sure what you're basing that on, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> if, she's, if she said things that are so um, incendiary or so provocative or whatever they're focused on I, I just you know these are the things that make people who reasonably look at things and again I don't know anything about really about her so uh, maybe somebody who listens to me thinks that I'm not being reasonable about this but I know this I listen to Nancy Pelosi um, and other Democrats throughout the summer call law enforcement in this country every name in the book I heard them call when Trump said in federal troops into Portland and Seattle and other places, I remember Nancy Pelosi calling them stormtroopers. I remember James Clyburn attacking them. I remember all kinds of language. I mean, is that, that not, is that not hurtful? Is that not incendiary? What, what is that? That's just dismissed because it's there. They got D's in front of their names. I mean, Maxine, I've played for you the videos of Maxine Waters. I mean, she's, I mean, out of her mind, some of the things she said. I played you Chuck Schumer standing in front of the Supreme Court threatening two Supreme Court sitting justices. You'll pay the price, Gorsuch. You'll pay the price, Kavanaugh. You'll have no idea what hit you. I played you Maxine Waters at that dinner. Oh, you guys give me so much energy, I could go take Trump out tonight. Then she's asked about it. Oh, come on. And everybody just blows it off. Everybody blows it off. I don't remember the Democratic caucus getting together and deciding any of these people's fates on anything. And yet here's Mitch McConnell and and, and 11 Republicans. 
Oh, yeah, we're with you, Nance. We're with you. It's just pathetic. Yeah, it's sickening. And it's too bad, too, because, I mean, like you said, this stuff, she, she, she's made, um, she, she's, uh, I guess, uh, tweeted out QAnon stuff. Uh, she's also made clear some of the thoughts she had on 9-11 and school shootings. Um, and she said these things before she got elected. The people of her district voted for her anyway. This is who they selected. That's their representative. You don't get to to push out their representative. Their representative is now seated. Now you have to deal with them because this this is the people. It's the people's house, right? Last I checked, and that's where she sits. So that's her chair. And you know what? And you're right. I mean, it's unfortunate because... As far as the Republicans, yeah, okay, so the, they, they came out against her. But you would think after all the things that you just ran through on the Democratic side, if they, if they even approached half, you could say, okay, well, at least they're trying to be fair. At least we, we see some you know, give and take here. No, it's all, they, they, they've got senators who, who have paid off God knows how many people for sex crimes. Uh, they've got a running tab on it that nobody's allowed to see. And, and then you have something like this where just because she says some things that they don't like and she's, she's been supported by Trump and she's a Trump supporter, well, they, they, that's, oh, we have to get rid of her. That's terrible. We can't have that. That's part of that cleansing mentality that these people have, and it's disgusting. I mean, the Democratic Party has two representatives that are raging anti-Semites that hate this country. Elon Omar, if we're going to talk about 9-11, uh, didn't she say something about just some guys doing some things? Didn't, yeah. she, didn't she frame that whole thing? As some, I mean, what are we talking about here? What are we talking about here? We're focused on all these things in her past before she was elected? Meanwhile, the Democratic Party, I just gave you seven or eight examples of things that were. The, the problem is, the problem is here is there's no moral code in the Democratic Party. They have no morality whatsoever. It's a joke. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It, it only, it, it doesn't matter what they say or do. It only, that you can say the same thing that they say, and it, it's treated differently when you say it because, you, because you're a Republican, because you're a conservative, because you're a Trump supporter, whatever the reasoning is. There's no code of morality. It's, it's like violence. Yeah. It's, like, it's like violence all summer. All summer. How about still, Kamala Harris? It's still going on. But what I'm saying is all summer we saw Democrats, not a word. I'm mostly peaceful. Mostly peaceful. Media out there reporting as the building behind us blowing up. (laughs) Mostly peaceful. Kamala Harris is raising money to bail some of these people out of jail. Now, are you telling me that's not? what, What is that? Is that an impeachable offense when we take back the House and the Senate? What is that? Somebody she bailed out's been arrested again, I believe. I just read some story. Yeah. One of the guys. All summer, in Portland, he sends in troops. They're stormtroopers. And now we have this horrific event where these thugs go over to the Capitol, and now we have um, this poor officer who, unfor- who I have an interesting story, about, by the way, about, about this and how this is um, looking into his death as unfortunate and sad as it is, Nancy Pelosi has 
Officer Sidnick lying in state. This is somebody who trashed law enforcement all summer long. Trashed. Called them stormtroopers. So again, there is just, there is no standard they will not stoop to to um, fit their narrative and to, to keep and control their power. And, and somehow convince you you're crazy if you think differently than, than how they present it. I mean, look at, look at Senator Bob Menendez. I don't know how this guy is still a senator out of New Jersey when he got busted for underage prostitutes. And they had him. And somehow he wiggled his way out. He paid off the right people. They came to his rescue. They circled the wagons, like you said, Dame. And he's still there. He's still there. This pervert is still there. And the stupid idiots that live in New Jersey are like, oh, that's Bob. He's our guy. <laughs> idiots. You're the, a lot of it is the, think about it. Who's voting for these people? If you're looking at yourself going, I think I voted for that guy. Guess what? You're part of the problem. Stop voting for the losers well, and the idiots. I mean, you just said they voted for her and put her there. They vote. I mean, people voted for him and put him there. So, I mean, I understand what you're saying. But again, people people in New Jersey, I mean, they they reelect de Blasio. I mean, to, 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 you know, those of us with an IQ higher than 10, we look at that and think, what are these people seeing? Yeah. Did they not see how this the policies affect their lives? Whatever the reason, I guess some of them don't or they just... You know, they want to live in Venezuela, which we're quickly becoming. But the point here being the Democrats always circle the wagon around their own. And that's the difference. You'll never see this on the Republican side. And they do the same thing when it comes to legislation. All this talk of unity, it's nonsense. They're going to ram through everything they can. Oh, I'm not going to get rid of fracking. Nonsense. All of it. Lying. Lies to just grab the power and then do whatever they want. And they don't care. 45 executive orders. Whoa, I hear people are, he's got a right. Okay. Okay, yeah, he does. If you, if, if you think this is the way it's supposed to work, where he acts as total uh, separation of powers is thrown out the window and he can act as the legislative and the executive branch, okay. Yeah, And, and don't say Trump did it because the numbers aren't even close. And, yeah. it's, and, the, and, and the topics and wide-ranging things he's signing and how it affects every aspect of your life. Now refugee camps is the next one. Get ready for that. During, during COVID. It's a ama- I wonder how Dr. Fauci feels about that. Are they all going to be shipped masks before they allowed in and moved all around the country to these places that they're going to put them? Are they going to put them in Nancy Pelosi's front yard? I highly doubt it. minutes past the hour on a Thursday night. Glad you're in. Rick Delgado will eventually get to news if I could shut up rambling yeah. about um, 
the weak Republicans, but I could probably do two hours, five days a week on that if I wanted to. Uh, Rick Amorati is going to do some sports. Geo Fran here holding it down. We got lots more to do. But right now, let's go um, out live to Harry's place in Washington, D.C. for another exciting episode of Harry's Corner. Yes, it's Harry's Corner on a Thursday night. All right, let's bring in uh, Anna and Harry. Hey! Live from Harry's place. Harry hey. Oates, how are you? Hi, Anna. All right, buddy. Hi. How are you doing, my friend? I miss you guys. Okay, well, we're not, we don't really miss you too much, Harry. Here. No, we do. We do. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, uh, I like your intro there, Dave, where you're like, Harry's Corner. Hi, Anna. <laughs> I was going to call it Anna's yeah. Corner. but um, So, Harry, you're in D.C., obviously, it, it, it at, the, um, at the Real America's Voice Studios down there. And I, we, I've talked to Harry off the air, but I haven't talked to him on the air about D.C., what everything's going on. Um, it's good to know the Democrats have come around, Harry. I don't know if you know this, that walls are a good thing, just not on the southern border, just in, in D.C. around the Capitol. No. They're, 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 they're much <laughs> three, into that. Three blocks, three blocks away, yeah. Yeah, yeah so three blocks like away, there? we've got walls surrounding everything. It, it looks like prison, you know? I mean, I, I gotta tell you, the, thank God the nightlife is slowly coming back. Restaurants are slowly coming back. I think they're at 25% occupancy. But the walls are around the Capitol. The walls are around the White House. It's 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 pretty terrible. It really is. The, it's it's uh, eerie experience. And as you said, that that obviously um, we we you know we can't build walls around our borders, but we can build walls around the Capitol and the White House. Also, they have no problem spending like yeah. They have no problem spending our tax money on keeping the National Guard here. That's fine. Yes, and we no, stay that's... at the yeah beautiful Lombardi Hotel, and at least they're letting them not sleep in the parking garage, and they decided to put them in the hotel. So our hotel is securely protected with our National Guardsmen, which is great. They're a great bunch of men and women that are that we've been talking to on a nightly basis, and they come here at Harry's Place a lot too, which is really nice. So you're at Harry's Place, obviously, uh, where we do Harry's Corner here. So how... Has Harry's place been? Um, how have they made it through all this craziness of January sixth and everything that's gone on? So, how is small business doing there? How is Harry specifically doing now in DC? It's slowly coming back. Uh, most of the restaurants in the area closed for that week, you know, and closed for the week of the inauguration too. They just weren't open. Uh, I think. Don't quote me. Two weeks ago. They started opening up dining, right? I think dining started yeah. opening up again. And uh, it, it's slowly but surely picking up. So things are coming back to life. Thank thank God for these restaurant owners. Uh, the boards have all come down, so there's no more, you know, potential riots, which there never really was during this whole time since after the election. So, so Anna, overall, it's I coming back to life. Hopefully like New York. Harry, I saw, and Anna, I saw that you had done a piece for Real America's Voice that I think we're going to run uh, here on the show maybe tomorrow night. What was um, what was your uh, rant about? Oh, yeah, it was a little rant about uh, basically how the press has treated uh, Trump, uh, Biden so much differently than Trump. Um, obviously, that's something we've known for a while, but I think now it's becoming sort of undeniable because now we're seeing like Jen Psaki asking for questions before the press briefing. Yeah. Which is, you know, you know, Kaylee is probably like, you know, just 
I'm sure she thinks she thinks, wow, that's a. I never got that. And if, if she did ask for it, which she's too smart to do that. Um, I mean, imagine the backlash for her. But uh, it's fine for Jen Psaki to say circle back every two seconds and um, basically not answer any questions. So Which, yeah, we, it was yeah. pretty much about just the difference between the two administrations and how they've been treated by the media. We have um, on this show focused a lot on Jen P. Psaki, the P is silent, um, and her press <laughs> briefings. And um, Harry, you'll appreciate this. I, um, when I first watched her, I thought to myself, well, man, she is really bad at this. She, she can't last in this job. And then the more I watched her and how absolutely horrific she is at it and continues to be, I thought to myself, well, we'll have a crazy town out of this every single day. I want her in there for all four years every day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, thought, I thought the same. Yeah, she's... she's, she's uh... She's she's going to make some great the whole administration is going to make some great crazy towns. Let's be real. Yeah. All right. So we've got some issues here to cover here on Harry's Corner and I've got a video. Gee, let's pull up. Let's start with uh, Matt Gates today is in on um, his one of his committees cut 43 and uh, Jerry Nadler, formerly fat Jerry Nadler from New York, is the chairman of the committee. And um, here's Matt Gates. Uh, today in his request of the chairman. Roll that. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. And I uh, want to extend a welcome to the new committee members. I'm grateful to be back on this august committee. And I understand and appreciate the significance and importance of the work that we do. And I just think it would be nice if in the spirit of national unity and national pride, which I know we all aspire to do to a greater extent, that at the beginning of each meeting, the chair or one of the designees of the chair would have the opportunity to lead, lead us in the Pledge of Allegiance. We're all aware that in these times, uh, it's important for the country to see members of Congress working together on some things. And while I know that we can deal with divisive issues in the committee, uh, it would be my hope that we could start every committee with a great unifying patriotic moment. I yield back. The gentleman yields back. Uh, I recognize myself to speak in opposition to the amendment. Um, it's unnecessary. The House uh, begins every day uh, with the uh, Pledge of Allegiance. We're covered by that. Um, there's no necessity to say the Pledge of Allegiance twice during the same day. So, so Jerry Nadler is not up for the Pledge of Allegiance because he doesn't think it's necessary to do twice a day because the House does it at, you know, whatever, 8 in the morning when they convene. And Matt Gates asked if each committee could do it to start. I mean, what's it? It's like 20 seconds. And um, Jerry Nadler says, no, it's not necessary. Of course, Jerry Nadler doesn't like the liberty, of course, and justice for all. Um, and he just certainly doesn't like one nation under God. So he doesn't like any part of it. And that's the problem. Most, most Democrats don't. Uh, believe in any part of it uh, and that's sad to say but that's a fact so Anna I'll come to you first and, and why and why do you think that or Harry no, you Danny, can just butt in that's fine that? <laughs> no 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 because you, 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 my hair Very stand usual. up my hair stand up on the back of my neck why why they grew up in this country they came to this country we've said it all growing up through school why what do they have a problem with all of a sudden yeah you know I, what, just, though, I just like, told you what the, they have a problem first... with 
Again, yeah, my, my first reaction to this, I, I was texting Damon about it. I was like, this can't be real. Like, I was looking for it, and I thought it was like a Babylon Bee article, maybe, that, yeah. you know, it just sounded like a ridiculous headline. It's just, you know, I understand that that's how they are, so we shouldn't be surprised, but it's just so absurd. Like, it's a parody almost. That's how perfect it is that they just come out and say these things and expose themselves as the, you know, non patriots that they are. Basically, wanting to destroy the entire country. Right. But but let's not forget, these people keep voting for them and voting for them and voting for them. And you, you sit there and you wonder and say, well, why? Everything we grew up, everything we, we, we've learned, they're stripping and pulling away. Yeah. Abraham Lincoln, take him off of schools. George Washington, rip his name off of school. Well, I, I just don't get it. Yeah. I, I, and we're going to go out in the streets over the next few weeks and, and start doing man-on-the-street segments and asking people, why? Explain why. We grew up this way. You know, I mean, we... It's, it's real. It's disheartening. It's, it's, I've known so many people over the past few weeks that are crying over this. They just can't understand what is happening to our country. And, and here's a point. And I said this to our great friend John Solomon and a, and, and a few other people I was talking to over the past two weeks. So I take a lot of Ubers to get to, to, get to the hotel, to, to get to the office. And, and a lot of the drivers are from, you know, overseas. And, and we'll get into talk. And I really don't like to talk politics with them, but they'll, they'll come to me and say, you know, uh, what do you do? I tell them in the news. And then all of a sudden they turn around and say, do you realize what's happening with this country? I left my country because I couldn't say what I wanted to say. I couldn't believe in what I wanted to believe. And, and, and it's happening here. It's happening. And, I, and I've heard it 20, 30 times. Yeah. They're warning us that it's happening. It's, it's, it's really sad. All right, Harry Oates and uh, Anna are, are at Harry's place in Washington, D.C. We'll get back to them. Uh, with more topics. We've got good topics to cover in Harry's Corner tonight, so we'll get back to the two of them down there at Harry's Place. But let's do some news right now here with uh, Rick Delgado. What's going on, Mr. Delgado? Right. Well, I've got a very, uh, you know, we haven't talked much about him, which is uh, which is kind of odd because the last four and a half, five years has been all about Trump. But he released a letter today, as a matter of fact. Who's this? Uh, President Trump. Okay. He sent he, he sent out a, a resignation letter to the people over at SAG after the union for actors, singers, and everything like that. Mm -hmm. President Trump resigned from sag after his union on uh, yesterday following a publicity stunt by the union to boot him from their ranks following a January 6th protest on Capitol Hill. That prompted President Trump to fire off a letter to the, the union, again, sag after following the shameless publicity stunt. And uh, reading his letter, it, it just it warms your heart because this is classic Trump. Uh, the, the woman's name is Miss Carteris. Carteris. Uh, he, he, it, it goes like this. I write you today regarding the so-called disciplinary committee hearing aimed at revoking my union membership. Who cares? While I'm not familiar with your work, I'm very proud of my work on movies such as Home Alone 2, Zoolander, and Wall Street. Money Never Sleeps. And television shows, including The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Saturday Night Live, and of course, one of the most successful shows in television history, The Apprentice, just to name a few. I've also greatly helped the cable news uh, television business, uh, said, to be said to be a dying platform with not much time left until I got involved in politics. And created thousands of jobs at networks such as MSDNC and 
and fake news CNN, among many others. Which brings me to your blatant attempt at free media attention to distract from your dismal record as a union. Your organization has done little for its members (laughs) and nothing for me. Yeah, it sucks. (laughs) Besides collecting dues and promoting dangerous un-American policies and ideas, as evident by your massive unemployment rates and lawsuits (laughs) from celebrated actors who even recorded a video saying, why isn't the union fighting for me? These, however, are policy failures. Your disciplinary failures are even more egregious. I no longer wish to be associated with your union. As such, this letter is to inform you of my immediate resignation from SAG-AFTRA. You have done nothing for me. Regards, President Donald J. Trump. Okay. <laughs> That's good. That's Perfect. good. Uh, uh, just, just you know, this this is why he was and continues to be who he is. And it's going to be interesting when he does finally make his way back out into the public because he has been kind of quiet, which is uncharacteristic for him. You know, I have a lot of friends, although I don't know, maybe they're not friends uh, because politics has gotten so crazy now. I mean, they're still friends to me. But I have a lot of friends who are obviously in SAG-AFTRA. And, um, you know, I was a music major, so I have a lot of friends who are performers um, on Broadway currently. And, um, you know, I think there's... They're not, they're, not as, they're not all way out there on the left side of town with every Democratic position. Trust me. But uh, they can't say so. All right, live from Studio 6B, a lot more to do. Glad you're in on Thursday night. We're back with sports right after this. from Studio 6B, 13 till the hour. We'll get back down to uh, Washington, D.C. for Harry's Corner in a little bit. I can't right, wait. Right now it's time for uh, <laughs> sports, and let's do that with Rick Emirati. What's going on, pal? All right, Big D. Well, let's go right to the PGA Tour. Waste Management Phoenix Open, Scottsdale, Arizona. CBS Sports leaderboard results for today. First round, uh, we have a two-way tie between USA's Matthew Naismith and also USA's Mark Hubbard. They both shot a 63, 8 under. So we'll keep an eye on that. That'll Second round's tomorrow morning. NCAA men's basketball. Right now, just one game in action. Number seven, Ohio State leads number Number eight, Iowa, 82 to 78. And then Gonzaga plays Pacific at uh, 9 o'clock. The game will tip off. We'll have a score in the next round. Is Gonzaga still number one in the country? Gonzaga is still number one, and Baylor's number Baylor's two. Baylor's number I, two. Yeah, Baylor had to cancel the next two games, COVID-19, so they're going to take a little bit of a break. Okay. But yeah, they're one and two, big D. And right now, we got NBA. We'll go to there. Mavericks lead the Warriors by three in the second. Uh, Jazz up over the Hawks uh, by 11 in the second. End of the first, Sixers and Trailblazers are tied, 28 all. And the Rockets and Grizzlies play at nine, and Nuggets at the Lakers tip off at 10. NHL action. End of the second, New York Rangers getting hot again. They're up 2-1 to one over the Capitals. And uh, the Senators right now lead the Canadians 3-1. to one. End of second, we have the Panthers leading the Predators 4-3. to three. That's in the second. Maple Leafs are up 4-2 to two over the Canucks in the second. Uh, Blue Jackets lead the Stars 3-1 to one in the second. Hurricanes and Black Hawks are knotted at 1 in the first. And Flames up 1-0 over the Jets. And Coyotes 2-0 over the Blues, both in the first. Busy night in the NHL. Let's get over to the Super Bowl, Big D. Everybody's talking about Super Bowl 55 this okay. week. Here we Fern- go. 
we got a big bet here. Furniture store owner Jim Mattress Mac McIngval bets $3.46 million on underdog Tampa Bay Buccaneers to cover the three-and-a-half-point Super Bowl spread. Dave Purdom, ESPN staff writer, reports, Jim Mattress Mac McIngval, a Houston furniture store owner who is known for making great giant sport bets, has placed the largest wager on Super Bowl 55 so far, $3.46 million. Uh, McIngval flew into Colorado Springs on Wednesday, logged onto the DraftKings mobile betting app from the airport, and placed one of the largest <laughs> bets ever on a Super Bowl. He had to fly in and log on. I love it. Uh, after he, f- he flew all over the country for the World Series when his Houston Astros were playing and yeah. cheating, by the way. Yeah. But um, he flew all over the country because, you know, he puts the money down legally in the casino or on an app. It's not – I guess it's in Texas – I guess it's not legal yet in Texas in some parts or, right. or all the whole state. I was kind of surprised by that. But um, sports betting continues to get bigger and bigger across the country, legal, legal in more states. And as these state legislatures keep looking at the revenue that it's generating in the places where it's legal, here's how big it is. The New York state legislature is now looking at it. And Governor Cuomo is looking at it yep. because they're losing so much tax revenue to New Jersey because it's legal there, people are driving across the border to place their wagers. And New York's losing all of this money. So they're looking at making it legal now on your phone to bet in New York. So it's going to be in all 50 states sooner than later. But yeah, Mattress Mac, he goes to where it's legal so he can put down as much money as he wants to. And it's amazing now that places will take that kind of action. 3.4 million? Sure, we'll take it. On an app. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, Mattress Mac had more than $11 million in play on the 2019 World Series, big D, as you just mentioned, and uh, including a $3.5 million futures bet on the Astros. This year's customers at Mattress Mac store who spend $3,000 or more on a new mattress will get their money back (laughs) if the Buccaneers beat the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday. And that's the same thing he did. Uh, He hedged against um, sales in the World Series as well. Yep. Uh, let's go over to NASCAR. We finally got some NASCAR news. MSN uh, re- uh, has a sports-sponsored content report here. Bush Beer is set to give one lucky fan a NASCAR dream job. Listen to this one. The official beer of NASCAR is giving one fan an epic full-time pay position on Kevin Harvick's racing crew for the 2021 season. The official position is the Bush Crewmaster within the Stuart Haas Racing Organization, earning $50,000 for the 21 campaign. The new team member will attend races throughout the season, training and flying with the SHR team, taking on responsibilities for crucial team tasks. Fans are able to apply for the race the once-in-a-lifetime opportunity in a way that has never been done before. Tune into Daytona 500, February 14th at 2.30 on Fox for the first ever live job interview via NASCAR race. The questions will be asked live over the race broadcast and on Bush's Twitter page, and fans will need to flex their knowledge in order to get through to the next round and possibly get hired for the position. To learn more about the Bush Beer Crewmaster position, follow at Bush Beer and hashtag the crew. I like to see Bush Beer. I think they ought to be sponsored. I, I was just gonna think. I was just thinking to myself. The way you're reading this, yeah. did they pay you under the table here as a sponsor that you didn't tell us about? Big D, I'm pandering. I'm pandering. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> and uh, one more. Uh, let's go back to the Super Bowl. Uh, this is no big surprise, but Tom Brady, probably the greatest player to ever play this game. NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell said earlier today. Not probably. Uh, no, definitely. Take the probably out. 
Yeah, well, Ryan Gatos of Fox News reports NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell stated that what many fans already believe, Tom Brady is probably the greatest player to ever step onto an NFL field. Goodell made his remarks during the Super Bowl 55 press conference earlier today ahead of the Tampa Bay Bucks showdown against the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, quote from the uh, commissioner, Tom Brady has shown that he's probably the greatest player to ever play this game, uh, he said via the Boston Herald. His ability to rise to the big occasions and make everybody rise around him. That's what's absolutely incredible to me. Everyone just plays better when they're with him. And so he's an exceptional talent. But more importantly, he's one of the great guys. So that was nice from the commissioner. And yeah, you're right, Big D. I mean, Tom Brady's going to surpass the all-time NFL passing record. He's only about 1,000 yards behind Breeze. We don't know if Breeze is coming back. He's going to make his announcement within the next two weeks whether he's even going to lace him up next year. And uh, quite frankly, I think Brady might have another two years. He might have another two years. Ex- I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, Tom, he might have another two-year extension waiting for him in down in Tampa. If they win Sunday night, it's not even debatable. He's the greatest ever, and this is the greatest year and this is, would be one of the greater achievements ever by a quarterback. New coach, new conference, new team, new everything, leaving a coach and a team he's only known for his whole career to go to something he had no idea about. They were really an unfinished product all year other than him, uh, and he led the way, and he kept them on, you know, on point that they could get here, led them into these playoffs, and his experience has gotten them through these games. Wow. I mean, solely his play calling – I mean, the coaches have really turned the play calling over to him. I mean, this is, to me, this is, if he wins Sunday night, it's the greatest year a quarterback has ever had, given the circumstances. And uh, it just puts the, it puts it to rest. Yeah. Th- He's he the get- greatest ever. If, if he, almost, even if he doesn't, he probably is. But if he wins Sunday night, there's no doubt about it. Yeah. And well, Aaron Rodgers is up for MVP, but there's going to be a strong argument for Tom Brady to win MVP for the season. You know, now, we'll Rodgers is probably the MVP of the yeah. season. That's yeah. probably right. All right. Anything else in sports, Rick? No, that's a wrap for this first segment, Big D. All right. Let's do a little quick news here. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen this, Rick. I don't know if you have this. Do you have the Bank of America story? No. What's going on with so the Bank I'm of America? I'm seeing this break tonight that uh, Tucker Carlson reveals on his show that Bank of America, this is unbelievable, was flagging the purchasing history of its own customers and sending the information to the federal government in order to find out if these people were involved in the Capitol riot. The feds later interrogated a Bank of America customer who was then cleared of wrongdoing, and the only reason they knew is because Bank of America went into these people's banking history and then turned over information to the feds on what they spent during that time, where if they traveled, did they have any credit card receipts from Washington, where they were? Is this, that is unbelievable. If you have Bank of America accounts, I don't see how you can keep them open past tomorrow. That's just my opinion, but I mean, that's crazy. I, I don't see how there's not a lawsuit being dropped tomorrow from this, this uh, customer. I mean, that's, that's a complete invasion of privacy, number one. Yep. And number two, it's it's spying. You're spying. You're 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 spying. <laughs> nothing good. Nothing good is going to come of this. Yep. Nothing good. All right, more Harry's Corner coming up. Hour two. Glad you're in. Live from Studio Six B on a Thursday night. We're back right after this.
right, live from Studio 6B, hour two on a Thursday night. Glad you're in. Rick Delgado is going to do some news. Rick Amorati will do more sports. We'll go back to D.C. here in a little in a second. I want to set up what our next topic is going to be here with Harry's Corner. Harry and Anna are at Harry's in D.C. We'll go back there in a second. And this is going to be the new topic of discussion when we go back there. So, um, of course, I started the show by jokingly saying this is day 300 of 15 days to slow the spread, which now, of course, this has just become forget 15 days to slow the spread or, or, or anything else. It's going to be, you know, the rest of your life to control you and uh, make sure that uh, we have total control over every aspect of your life. That's what it should be called now because that's what it's about. Uh, so this is over on CNBC, and this is old Shep Smith, who used uh. to be over at Fox, who, um, well, you know, there was a time I thought Shep was a pretty good, called it pretty straight down the middle. And then Trump got in, and of course, he got TDS that he couldn't control, never got a prescription for it, and it just ran out of control. And Shep just got unbearable, unwatchable. And he went, so Fox let him go, and he went to CNBC. So he's doing a story. Now, Governor DeSantis, and there's a story out today, which I think I linked to on our Twitter, how Florida has been really the model for this whole thing, coronavirus uh, you look at deaths, you look at the number of people, you look at the look at the elderly numbers there and what the deaths could look like if, let's say, Cuomo was the governor, they'd all be dead. Uh, you just look at everything. Florida has really been, no ma- you know, the whole masking thing, the coronavirus fascism that we're seeing all over the country. DeSantis has basically said, I'm going to have nothing to do with it. I'm going to do what's best. We're going to protect the elderly, protect the people that have to be, but we're not going to shut the state down. Um, which there's, I saw a report out today. Again, this is like, you know, hey, water's wet. Oh, thanks. Uh, reports <laughs> out saying that the you know, lockdowns are going to end up being, there's a new report coming out saying basically that lockdowns are going to be the uh, real root cause of all of the uh, economic devastation we're seeing and going to continue to see. It's like, oh, okay, thank you. We didn't, we didn't know that. Um, so here's Shep Smith doing a report on Florida and a supermarket there, and his observations of the people in the supermarket. Roll that. We all fantasize about a time when we won't have to wear the masks anymore. It's not now. But some at a supermarket in Florida appear to have decided that the time is now. Look at this. This was the scene at Oaks Farm Seed and Look to Table this. Market in Naples wow. today. Oh. NBC's Sam Brock took this video, which went viral. It looks like it was taken pre-pandemic, right? Most customers and employees not wearing masks oh at God. all. This looks like the United States. This store's policy includes <laughs> mask exemption guidelines. The sign says if you have a medical condition that you don't have to wear a mask and nobody inside will ask about medical conditions, so masks are not enforced. Mm-hmm. The owner told Sam Brock this when questioned about the policy. Is yeah. your position then about medical exemptions or is it about the fact that you don't think masks work and that the virus well, is not a real thing? I know that the masks don't work and I know that the virus has not, has not killed 400,000 people in this country. That's, that's total hogwash. Florida does not have a mask mandate, but masks do work. The science is crystal clear. No, it's not. In July, the CDC director said the United States could get COVID under yeah. control in four to eight weeks, mm-hmm. if we would only all wear masks. Yes. Yeah. 
Yes, of course, Shep. Uh, All we needed there was a little undertoning string music, maybe John Williams. And uh, if Perlitzer Prizes or Emmy Awards or whatever they give out for motion pictures uh, were still important, you would have gotten one for that performance. So, of course, Shep doesn't talk about the percentage of people who are already wearing masks who have been wearing them. So it's just total nonsense. Good for DeSantis and good. Oh, look at this. These people look like they're actually living their lives. This looks like the United States for crying out loud. We can't have that. We can't have this. So then Jen Psaki was asked about this today. And uh, this is what I want you to know, because this is what the administration thinks. And Ron Klain, I saw on, uh, I think it was MSNBC. So most of you probably didn't see it uh, talking about how we're going to ship masks to every American, like in the mail. Like you're going to get a mask. Maybe it'll have look, Joe Biden, JB, like, uh, you know, in the side of it or something for, uh, for Joe Biden. Who knows? Maybe it'll be, uh, I don't know. But here's Jen Psaki today when she was asked about it. Roll that. There's an NBC News video that went viral of a grocery store in Naples, Florida. You may or may not have seen Peter this. Alexander from NBC. Hey, give us a play-by-play. Another when drama queen. When you the grocery store, you see that almost everybody in there is not wearing Ooh. a mask, oh. even though it's in a county, I believe, where masks are mandated. The question is, <laughs> no, beyond <we're> urging <laughs> Americans to wear masks, what specifically is this White House doing to combat that resistance, especially given the concerns about the coronavirus mutations and others right now? Well, um, one, we are trying to communicate about it as, as frequently as possible. Obviously, as you see, I wear a mask out here. I take it off when I come to the podium based on the recommendations and advice of our health and medical experts. You all are wearing masks right now. Uh, and the president has taken steps uh, that is uh, that are possible through his federal authorities, including mandating them on public lands, uh, on airplanes. Uh, but part of uh, what we're also trying to do is make our health and medical experts available to ensure people understand, and I'll reiterate it here, today. It's not just a vaccine, it's obviously a, an incredible medical breakthrough, um, and we want every American to have one. But even after you're va- vaccinated, uh, social distancing, wearing masks are going to be essential, and we'll, we'll oh, need sure. to continue communicating about that through health and medical experts. Oh, okay. Those folks, what do you say to the folks like those that we saw in this video? I can't take anymore. Gee, I, I can't take it. Just, just oh, okay. Is it over? I can't take it. I can't take it. <laughs> So uh, after that, so let's go back now to Harry, um, Harry and Anna live in Washington, D.C. at Harry's Corner and Harry's Place. So even after you get vaccinated or you've had the virus like I have, um, well, no masks are there's no there's no ending to social distancing and masking. Now, Harry, you've had coronavirus, I believe. Um, just so you know. Yeah. Now, now, Harry, you still wear a mask, probably, out of respect for, let's say, elderly people that you're around or other people. I, I, I get that. Um, I don't want to do it. I'm sure you don't want to do it. Okay, I'm not done with the question yet, Harry. So, um, it's called a setup, Harry. Here, here, so now we're being told we're going to wear masks even after you get vaccinated. Um, now, Harry, here's my question to you and Anna. When you walk around this country, any city in this country, when you look at people... What's the percentage of people who are actively wearing masks following the rules, social distancing? I'll say 95%. Go over or under that. Harry, you first. Uh, definitely 95, 97%. Certainly here in D.C. They drive with the, in their car with their masks on, and they're now wearing shields. So there you go. They're, they're, right. So the, my point I, being, I, everybody's already doing this. This is, such, this is a 
this is a non this is a fake faux event that Shep Smith trying to dramatize here because Florida has people that say, no, 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 we're going to live our lives. We're, corona fascism is not coming to Florida. That's the governor's made that decision, and that's just the way it's going to be. But, Anna, I'm sure you see as you walk around, most people in this country have been masking for months. There have been, there have been um, people who have been asked, who have been... Uh, they've taken polls of people who have had coronavirus. When you got it, were you masking leading up to your diagnosis? Almost 90% of people said, I wore the mask everywhere I went leading up to the time I was positive. So people have been doing this. Isn't yeah. that correct? Yeah, I mean, you walk around D.C. and there are people who go on runs wearing masks. And I like I don't wear mine outside, but they will like, glare at you if they see you not wearing one. And I've heard that in other states it's not quite that extreme. But I know that you know even there people wear it indoors. You know I, I've it's very unusual to find people fighting with employees at stores. I don't want to wear my mask. You know that people just don't do that. So obviously it's not that people aren't wearing them. It's that they're not really that effective, and everybody's going to get it at some point. And as we as know, I did. As yeah, go ahead, Harry. Damon did. Yeah. No, I'm saying as I got it, you got it. And I, re I listen, on a plane, if I'm walking into someone's establishment, a store, wherever it may be, I'm going to wear my mask. I'm going to respect, you know, and, and I still caught it, right? And and it's just, um, but outside, no, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm taking the mask off and breathing. And I've been doing a lot of traveling back and forth from D.C. to uh, Florida. And it, you, you, you get off the plane in Florida, and as soon as you get out of the airport, you're like, whoa. Don't you look at around and no one's wearing a mask? No, not even in stores where I'm automatically going for my mask, and they're not. You know, and their and their rates lower than Florida, uh, lower than New York. So figure it out. And the, well, here, I'll figure it out. Yeah, Here's part of thing. it. Well, hold on one second, Anna. The media is, of course, as with everything in this country, most of the problem. The media lets them get away with this insane logic that we keep getting. Uh, spewed from the press briefing room and from others. Dr. Fauci has been on every side of this issue. Wear a mask, don't wear a mask. Now it's up to, oh, maybe we should double mask. Oh, when is it going to be? Well, now we should triple mask. How about we wrap ourselves in bubble wrap before we go outside? I mean, he's been all over the place on this issue, too. So it's just nonsense, and the media lets him get away with it. We all know that wearing these things, it, as, it may help a little bit, but it's, you're trying to basically catch mosquitoes with a chain link fence. Is That's the bottom line. Unless you're wearing an N95, and, and maybe, maybe it offers some protection. But, but, I mean, it's just, this is just nonsense. It, it is. And, and think about wearing this mask. You know, I, like I said, I, I'm on the plane. So you're two hours before in the airport. You're two hours on a plane. And you're two, six hours wearing this mask. You, you, you're going insane. I mean, it, you're breathing in your own. I don't know. To me, I don't see I don't see it. Yeah, it's extremely it. unhealthy. You know, because everybody seems to be getting it. Yeah. It's a virus. It's going to run its course and people are going to come in contact with it. Right. Protect the people who need protection. If they want to get the vaccine, get the vaccine. Absolutely. I mean, there's, there's enough choices of it now. I see Johnson & Johnson today applies for uh, authorization for theirs. Um, so, you know, there's we have plenty of ways to try to protect people. And, and as more, get, more vaccines get out there, obviously, you can see what's going on in Israel. You're seeing the rates come down as about half the population now is is vaccinated. And you're seeing that 
herd immunity kind of uh, start to take over, and we're going to get to that point. Uh, but to make the case that somehow past this summer, I, I would be my guess, that we all still have to social distance and mask wearing, by that time we'll be about, I would think, half the population should be vaccinated. I mean, that's just, again, this is all about control. So, all right, a couple other topics here I want to get to. Um, there's a new study that con- is going to confirm lockdowns were the major factor in destroying the economy during the COVID pandemic. This is from our friends over at the Media Research Center. And um, our friend Phil Kirpin, who has appeared on this show, said, um, next study up, water is wet. <laughs> so um, Harry Oates in Washington, D.C., how is, the, how is things there? Is everything still on total lockdown? Now, nah, things have opened up um, as soon as, uh, you know, Biden won the presidency. The boards came down, uh, you know, the curfew was lifted. People were allowed back in restaurants. It's amazing what happened. Amazing. Um, except the fences are still up. Uh, fences are still up, but otherwise it's business as usual. And I think they're up to 25 or 30 percent in the restaurants. And thank God, because the small businesses are still strangling. All right. Harry Oates and Anna. Are, hold on, Harry. We got to hit the. We got to hit the break. We'll get back. We got one more topic to cover, and that involves Hunter Biden. Big announcement today on Hunter Biden that you'll be interested to hear about. And we'll get Harry and Anna's thoughts on that on Harry's Corner when we get back live from Studio 6B. From Studio 6B, 17 past the hour. Rick Delgado sitting in for Paul Nolan, who's officially on vacation. A well-deserved break for Mr. Nolan. Hope Was he, he has ever a great off time. vacation? He what? Was he ever off a of vacation? <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, Gio's taking shots now that he knows Uh-oh. Paul can't hear him. Yeah, he doesn't uh, watch, so okay. we're good. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Fran doesn't watch or listen. He's actually on the show, so we know I'm sorry, Paul. what? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I've got a good hand going. Yeah. <laughs> Texas Hold'em. Exactly. Uh, Rick uh, Amorati is going to do more sports. So let's go back out here uh, to Harry and Anna, who are at Harry's place for Harry's Corner. And Harry's um, throwing popcorn at the screen, which is, so far, this is the best moment of this version <laughs> of Harry's Corner. <laughs> Way to butter I'm, him I'm up. just kidding. I'm just kidding. Yeah, My it, God. And people are going to now attack me. You, you just need the uh, the broken glass sound effect like, um, like Letterman used to use. All right. So here's our final topic, Harry and Anna. And this is, and you guys can probably be hearing this for the first time, too. This is from our friends over at the uh, Gabe Kaminsky over at the Federalist reports tonight that Hunter Biden has clinched a book deal. And guess who it's with? With Simon and Schuster. Oh. Right after Simon and Schuster nuked Josh Hawley's book. President Joe Biden's son Hunter, who previously worked on the board of Burisma under the Obama administration for reasons still unclear, is set to release a tell-all memoir titled Beautiful Things on April 6th (laughs) through Simon & Schuster. Beautiful Things, it's entitled. Now, I don't think he's referring to the pictures on his hard drive. I was going to say. Because that's probably not. The hard drive are we talking about? No, that's not. I've heard that's not too. I saw the hard drive. Yeah, Yeah. I don't think anything on there would be classified as beautiful things, but... um, 
<laughs> Josh Hawley no, was trying to write the tyranny of big tech. Simon and Schuster said, okay, that's, uh, no, we're out of here. But Hunter Biden, bring him in to write beautiful things. Harry Oates, here's my question. Will this book end up on Oprah's top 20 book list? Your, your opinion. 100%. 100%. She's already, she already booked them. Are you kidding me? <laughs> well, she's not on it's TV disgusting. anymore, Harry, so it's just kind of a make-believe question. But, but she but but he will be everywhere they'll have her on Ho- he'll be on Hoda he'll be on every outlet he'll be on the view I mean, and, and and the view the view that yeah, uh, again, view definitely I mean you, you what do you think we, we heard this yeah. earlier this afternoon I mean you're terrible. gonna see like CNN interviewing him everybody and you know it's not gonna be like oh like did you decide to put all of that stuff on your hard drive in it or anything that you've done that's extremely controversial they're gonna be like this is really amazing and I'm really glad that you wrote this you really brought this uh these really are beautiful things. Yeah, and, I don't. Uh, I, he probably won't course, get many questions it, about being under investigation, his hard drive, right. yeah. his uh, Burisma days, his uh, China his, his mug shots, his mug shots. Yeah, his China his pals. Shots? How about all the money? Yeah, yeah. All right, so I and guess how much um, is the big guy getting out of that two million? Yeah, how, how good much que- is the big guy getting out of the two million? Harry Oates. That's a oh, good it's question. I thought. Now, if he does a I media was, tour, I was with my friend. Go ahead. If he does a media tour, I, I spent some time today with Peter. <laughs> well, Navarro Harry, if, if you house. say go ahead, <laughs> then you start talking again. Well, which one is it? I mean, so I don't think go he ahead, knows Harry. how TV works. Go yeah. ahead. Before I come down I, there and choke the first you. First thing out of my mouth is, you can choke me. You'll be hopefully you'll be down here in two weeks. Uh, first thing out of my mouth was how much is the big guy getting? Because you know what, that guy and that family got every bit of that money. And hopefully, God willing, they're gonna they're gonna investigate it and really dig and find out whether he's in presidency or when he finally gets out. They're gonna find out how corrupt that entire well, family they're is. They're not gonna do it in his presidency. Come on. Okay. I don't know. It'll be after. all right. Well, um, Harry and Anna live from Harry's in D.C. I can't thank you guys enough for going over there, getting set up. I uh, hope you enjoy the food and the drinks. Uh, and the atmosphere now, and um, we will. It's, it's um, such a great place, Damon. Yeah. Well, maybe one day we'll we'll uh, we'll bring the show there. And um, that's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping when you come down here, uh, the, the owner here was would love to have us do the show down from here live from Harry's place. It'd be a it'd be a great thing. And 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 I gotta tell you, I, I was with a few people today, some top VIP people. Mentioned we were setting up down here, and they said, "Hey, can we come down and?" <laughs> You know, if you're going to be there next week or the week after and do some live hits with you. And I said, absolutely. So maybe each week we're going to have some uh, VIP guests joining us in Harry's Corner. <laughs> just top people. I don't know. When Harry talks like this, I just don't, I don't know. I don't know what to think. But VIP people from where? I just don't, I just don't know. I don't know. Just some dude he met down on K Street. You know, some guy, like, hey, the, was it the Uber driver? Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm a VIP here. Hey, bring me in. I don't know. All right. Well, um, another exciting edition of Harry's Corner. Harry and Anna live from Harry's Place in D.C. Thanks, guys. Um, yes, there's the there's Thank your music. You. So, oh, all right, let's do some more news um, with uh, Rick Delgado, and uh, here he is. Yeah, What's going I, on? I, I can't wait to not do that again. <laughs> 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 Gee, next time. Oh uh, no, I'll just Harry's just, Corner. <laughs> just like move it. on. Don't answer the phone, G. Oh, come on. I love Harry. And I like Anna too. Uh, she's she's I, I like them both. Harry's 
Top people. They're top people. Yes. All right. Uh, this one coming from Just the News, uh, John Solomon's site, of course, justthenews.com. Uh, it seems that a vaccine is so awesome that Amtrak is actually offering cash bonuses to workers who are willing to get the coronavirus vaccine. Yeah, I guess it must be really safe. Uh, in an effort to speed up the guaranteed protection of its workforce and customer base, Amtrak is quasi is a quasi-public corporation that receives a combination of state and federal f- subsidies, but is managed as a for-profit organization. The announcement came Wednesday about the cash offer following several U.S. companies offering financial incentives to their workers to become inoculated against the virus. We believe, this is a quote uh, from Amtrak, we believe that the virus, uh, the vaccine offers the best way to keep our employees safe and contribute to the wellness of local communities, Amtrak said. As of earlier this week, about 100 of Amtrak's 16,500 employees had received the first dose of the coronavirus vaccine, and that figure is expected to grow quickly as vaccine distribution plans begin to add essential transportation workers to their lists. Uh, Amtrak is also offering its workers the equivalent of two hours pay to get the vaccine and paid time off for the time it takes to get the vaccine. Workers are also being accommodated for any absences as a result of side effects. So, yeah, they're working in the side effects that might uh, that might plague you once you get this. Amtrak ridership, of course, has plummeted during the uh, pandemic and has remained down about 75% compared to the same time last year. You know, the Johnson & Johnson one that I said I think they applied for their um, authorization today, I believe that is a one-shot platform. Yes. And um, that could be a big, big deal for people and um, because some people – you know, not everybody's crazy about getting vaccines, obviously, and certainly getting two of them within whatever this is. And, and I mean, I talked to medical friends of mine, medical, like medical, board certified medical, who said that second, who said the first one, one had no problem. The other one said, man, I, I thought my head was going to explode. Right. And the second one they say is rough on these platforms. So the Johnson and Johnson one um, is a one shot platform so it'll be interesting to see if you are interested in getting one um how that goes because that's only a one shot and you're done and then i think there's one coming from uh novavax which is uh a little bit different as well in the i think the peptide that they're using and the whole approach to it i also think is a single shot uh, platform. So yeah, there's, there's going to be some choices out there for those who don't want to do a two shot, especially with some of the things you're hearing about how hard they are. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be, you know, uh, kept at 80 degrees uh, minus 80 degrees Fahrenheit or whatever. Uh, also, Eli Lilly has a new treatment uh, that basically neutralizes antibodies and it's more of a treatment. It's not a vaccine, and that seems to have some pretty good uh, backing behind it as well. They're, they're saying they've got some exciting results from their phase two data in the patients that they're treating with this, and it seems to be a, and it's a better, it seems better for the patient. So we'll see what happens with them. All right, we'll do more news with Rick coming up when we get back live from Studio 6B on a Thursday night. We're back right after this.
Live from Studio 6B, 30 minutes past the hour, Real America's Voice. A couple things on Twitter. I've gotten direct messages here during the show. JJax121 on Twitter. Uh, hey, LFS6B, if I get a mask from the White House, I'll just put on the envelope, return to sender. <laughs> <laughs> um, I saw another good one here. Uh, it was, it was um, who was it? Somebody said to, uh, wrote to Jen, at press secretary, <laughs> said, um, really enjoying the guys from LFS6. Uh, this is um, Town01 on Twitter. At press secretary, I'm really enjoying watching the guys from LFS6B lampoon, lampoon you every <laughs> night. <laughs> it couldn't happen to a more deserving person than Jen Saki. <laughs> Uh, we're on her so, radar oh, now. Nice. <laughs> so that's a perfect lead-in yeah. here yeah, sure. to a couple nice crazy you. towns today. So and then we've got a we've got a two of them. <laughs> so first one we'll stick with the usual suspect here, Jen Saki, uh, and here it is, Rolichi. Yeah. Okay. And he's kind enough to take a few questions. I will be the bad cop as per usual over here. Sorry about that. Oops. I don't, I don't have any update on it, um, but again, you'll have an opportunity to talk to our health team tomorrow, and that's a good question to ask them. Um, but, uh, uh, but we'll have more, uh, we'll defer to the Secretary of Homeland Security for more specifics. We certainly, of course, agree with that, uh, those comments and statements um, from the State Department, um, but I don't have anything to preview for you in terms of specific actions. Uh, so we talked about this um, a little bit yesterday, but um, I know it's a, a popular and good question um, to um, uh, well, I think I would say that um, uh, I, I have not talked to our climate team. Uh, I haven't seen another update from them on a, an additional step, but I will see if there are any updates to report back. I don't think we have any update on that particular question. <laughs> well, let, let, again, the Does reporting just came out right as I was walking Is that here, it? so I haven't talked to our economic team about it. Um, we certainly welcome um, efforts or offers um, from uh, the uh, our Republican friends, uh, um, and we're only on day. What are we on now? 15? Oh, my God. Okay, so wow. 16, 17? <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right around there. Right, I'll circle back to you. <laughs> do I hear 17? Do I hear 17? Do I hear 18, 18, 18, 18? I got 18. Do I hear 19, 19, 19? Man, oh, man. <laughs> talk, about, talk about a part-time gig. I mean, she shows up, walks so out, and probably just goes home and then and, and does whatever. Who knows? But she doesn't talk to anybody I, in the administration. I've never heard the media told so many times. Well, well, you can you can ask, you can ask them. Well, you could ask them. You can. Well, we'll get them in here so you could ask them. What do you do? Oh my God! Well, not to outdo her, but this is where she had good training to get into the um, very good training. All the days on the campaign trail, um, and of course, she learned from the best. And here he is. I find it, um, uh, many of you among uh, the most uh, incredible, and by the way, I don't know how many times uh, I have moved, and I may again uh, move to see to it that, uh, and, uh, but the main message that I want to communicate to you all is that uh, America is back. America is okay. back. Yeah. Diplomacy is back. I'm going to have your back, that I promise you. <laughs> baby, baby got back. 
Okay. Baby comeback. Jen um, seems like Socrates compared to uh, <laughs> compared to Joe. That first one of that G. I don't know if you can forward through the Crazy Town intro and just get to the where he starts, where it cuts to him. That first ten seconds is something else. Well, that's inspiring. Play, play that again. I find it. Um, I find it. Uh, many of you among many. Uh, the most uh, incredible. And by the way. <laughs> I don't know. By the way, what? That's, what is the train of thought there? That triggered another thought. Oh, oh, oh by the way, <laughs> I didn't tell you what I had for breakfast. <laughs> what is the train of thought there? <laughs> well, so Joe made some stops around the State Department, and um, was that from today? We yeah. One oh more clip goodness. of right. Joe over at the State Department here. Uh, G. If you've got that last one, here's uh, Joe wrapping it up. Roll that. (laughs) (laughs) That's what Jen Zaki calls circling back. (laughs) That's the real circle back there. No, 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 no. The other way, dummy. (laughs) The other way. Dude, you're the president. You go wherever you want. <laughs> you, you don't get permission. Yeah, uh, no, no, you got to go that way. Let's no, see, that, let's see that one one more time, G. Let me see that. 48. Oh. <laughs> Look at Kamala Harris. So what the hell? Like, like he's going to open up a door. It's going to be a closet, and he's going to walk into it. Oh. oh. <laughs> they moved they move the door. Oh, I mean, it's, 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 I don't know. I mean, we get, we got to find some humor in all this for the show. It's good, but. Find? I, I think that, uh, I don't know. It presents it's itself some, every day. In some day. ways, it's just not funny. It's just scary. But it is what it is. All right, let's do some news. And uh, I know you're going to focus here in the news on uh, the governor of Florida. What's going on there? Well, we were talking about Florida earlier and, of course, uh, how they're doing things, uh, which, of course, when it comes to the coronavirus, they've been uh, basically the model that every state should be following, doing things the right way, doing things smartly. But also when it comes to big tech, they are taking on the tech tyrants themselves as Florida lawmakers, including Governor Ron DeSantis, intensified their battle with Facebook, Twitter, and Silicon Valley when they announced new proposals Tuesday aimed at reining in platforms they accuse of squelching the free speech of conservatives. Uh, The governor said over the years, these platforms have changed from neutral platforms that provide Americans with the free Freedom to speak to enforcers uh, of preferred narratives, the governor said on Tuesday. Social media companies have been simultaneously praised and condemned in recent weeks as they crack down on insightful posts they said could foment further violence after January 6th at the U.S. Capitol. Now, this is the first part of, uh, we're going to go to clip 40 here, G. Uh, details of the legislation that Governor DeSantis kind of lays out for everybody. Check this out. Uh, Under our proposal, if a technology company deplatforms a candidate for elected office in Florida during an election, a company will face a daily fine of $100,000 until the candidate's access to the platform is restored. Again, any Floridian can deplatform any candidate they choose. You simply unsubscribe, and it's a right that I believe belongs with the citizen. Further, if a technology company promotes a candidate for office against another, the value of that free promotion must be recorded as a political campaign contribution enforced by the Florida Elections Commission. And lastly, 
A technology company uses their content and user-related algorithms to suppress or prioritize the access of any content related to a political candidate or cause on the ballot. That company will also face daily fines. The message is loud and clear. When it comes to elections in Florida, big tech should stay out of it. Yeah, and and as you can tell, he's kind of taken it to the big tech uh, tyrants, like I mentioned earlier. Same thing that actually Poland has started to do as well. They started this last month as well. Uh, conservatives have long accused social media companies and other tech giants of harboring bias against them. Republicans in other states are considering similar bills that push back against social media giants they deem unfriendly. When he was asked about the platform uh, being provoked to take action regarding the uh, January 6th, 6th insurrection at the U.S. Capitol. Take a listen. This is what he had to say. Well, I think it's been done in a, in a way that's completely unprincipled. Uh, they, they mentioned the Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden's story was true. OK, we now know it was true. And the typical corporate media outlets, they just chose to ignore it. Obviously, they wanted to beat Trump. They had a they had a, a view on the election. They didn't want to give it any air. So we rely on social media to go around that, not let corporate legacy media outlets control the discourse and let us speak. So you had the New York Post to run it and you couldn't get any traction. You couldn't get any reach on it because big tech put their thumb on the scale. So that was true. What they said at the time, oh, it was, it was, it's a conspiracy or it's based on, on, on hacked information. Are you kidding me? You're trying to tell me if there was hacked information that could damage me, you guys wouldn't print it? Give me a break. You can whiz on my leg, but don't tell me it's raining. You guys would print it every single day if you could. And big tech would allow it to proliferate every single day, 24-7. So it's not being done in a principled basis. And it's not, there's, a t there's threats on me. And it only gets taken down if law enforcement goes and tells, tells them to do it. Otherwise, it just stays up. They're not moderating any of that. So they haven't done a good job in it. The thumb's always on the scale in one direction. And um, we just need to, bring, uh, we need to bring some protection for folks. I really, really worry when you have a business owner that may rely on some of these tools to do small business. If they engage in wrong think or they go to the wrong political event, then all of a sudden they can act in concert and just take, take you off. You need to have protection against that. Yeah, and that, that's what makes him a great governor. Last thing he mentioned was a question when asked if uh, President Trump bears any responsibility to the January 6th Capitol riot. Here's yeah. what he thinks. So, so here's what I would say. How many people tweeted in 2016, 17, 18, 19, and 20 that Russia stole the election for Trump? That happened every day. Thousands of times a day, Nancy Pelosi said the election was taken from us by Russia. Did any of those people get deplatformed? Did I, I don't remember even anyone calling for them to deplatform. Now, obviously, the collusion was a conspiracy theory. It was not based in fact. They did an exhaustive investigation, found squat. And yet that was common practice to be able to say that. Uh, and so to not deplatform some, but then to deplatform others when they're making claims, uh, I just don't see how that that would be there. But those claims of collusion were amplified by big tech. They were amplified by social media for years. It was the dominant point of discourse in our country, and it was without a factual basis. And so it's not a heads I win, tails, uh, or heads you win, tails I lose situation. If you're going to have one standard, 
then that'd be one thing. But I think that's the problem. This is why the Founding Fathers felt the need to do the First Amendment, because, you know, you can sit there and look at speech, and there's some speech that definitely provides no value, some speech that could even be harmful for society. But who gets to make those determinations? Who gets to draw that line? And when you're somebody that's perched in Silicon Valley, and you're woke, and you believe George Washington and Abraham Lincoln should be removed from the schools, and you have all these different views, uh, you're not someone that's going to be a referee, <laughs> just as I may not be someone that would referee speech that you think uh, w- would be important. That is the problem with all this. It can't be done in a principled way, and it's going to be done that exhibits the bias of the people in Silicon Valley. Those folks will take some questions if you want. I got to go back and work on <laughs> I got to go back and do important things. <laughs> Leave me alone. Exactly. Talking to you reprobates in the media, please. Yeah, so there you have it. And, and to finish up on this real quick, uh, from Daryl West, he's the vice president of governance studies at the Brookings Institute. We're definitely at a boiling point, he said. Most of these issues have come up in just the last year as social media platforms have become more aggressive about regulating their own space. So we'll see what happens. But, you know, I, I think this is a great great step in the right direction. And this guy is, you know, he's proven to be a star every single time he makes the right choice. Man, DeSantis and Gates, whatever the water is in Florida they're drinking, can we start spreading it around to other places too? Because... to the hour live from studio 6b real america's voice dish network channel 219 pluto tv channel 240 remember you can go over to 6bshirts.com if you want one of those crazy town shirts or the live from studio 6b logo shirts that's our best seller go over to 6bshirts.com find something well there's a lot of cool stuff over there find something good and you can wear it to Harry's place when we take the show live to Harry's place. You show off your Harry's shirt. Place. Good way to support the show, 6bshirts.com. Let's do some sports. And here with that's Rick Emirati. That suit that Rick's wearing is not on there. So oh, yeah, That's um, unfortunate, that, that, too. That that's, will not be on there. That's but, slick. Yeah, slick we don't have, we're not that high class. But uh, all right, here's Rick with sports. You know, I wanted to ask Harry. He was at Harry's Corner in the background. I saw it looked like the Rangers and Capitals game. I wanted to ask Harry, what, what was the score of the Yankees game? <laughs> yeah, he probably thought it was a basketball game definitely um so let's go to the ncaa men's basketball just two games in action big d one wrapped up earlier good one uh number seven ohio state beat iowa 89 to 85 young and washington for osu had 16 points and bohannon and nunge had 18 for iowa in a losing effort and number one gonzaga who's a 25 and a half point favorite tonight over pacific leads uh, early 23 to 19 with about four to go in the half they better get moving but uh yeah gonzaga is looking good. They, um, they, can, they can blow you out at any time, so not, no worries there. 
Yeah, they'll take it on. Uh, let's go over to the NBA. Um, right now, the Warriors all over the Dallas Mavericks. Um, they're up by 15 points uh, in the third quarter. Sixers are having a tough game against the Blazers tonight. Blazers are leading 93-71 to 71 at the end of three. Joel Embiid leads all scorers with 35 points. He's having a good year, Joel. And the right now, the Jazz uh, up over the Hawks, 106-81. to 81. And the Rockets and Grizzlies are tied at 27. It's early. And Lakers... Uh, Nuggets visit the Lakers. They tip off at 10 o'clock tonight. NHL action. Speaking of the Rangers and Capitals, New York Rangers with an impressive win tonight, 4-2 to over the Capitals, and Ryan Strom had two goals for the Rangers. Uh, that's That game went final. Senators over the Canadians, 3-2. to That's a final. Uh, right now, the Predators and Panthers are in a shootout, 5-5. to That's an OT right now. Uh, Maple Leafs uh, beat the Canucks 7-3 to tonight. Uh, Blue Jackets over the Stars, 4-3. to And the Hurricanes and Blackhawks are nodded at 3 in the second. Two more scores. Busy night in the NHL. Jets are up 2-1 to one over the Flames. That's in the second. And the Coyotes lead the Blues 3-0 also in the second. Speaking uh, of the one N- second here, Rick, before we get back to sports. I should have done this throughout the show. I, um, right now, I want to see um, how many people are out there watching. Here's what I want the LFS6B audience to do right now. Go to um, get you on your email and send an email to LFS6B at Yahoo.com. And I want you to tell me. Uh, what's going to be your favorite chapter name in Hunter Biden's book? Give me a chapter. What you think a, a proper name will be for a chapter in Hunter Biden's book right now? LFS6B at yahoo.com. Send me an email with the name of the chapter, and I'll read the best ones um, on air That's a good tomorrow one. night. So the best chapter names that you might find in Hunter Biden's book Send me your best ones, uh, LFS6B at Yahoo.com. Send me them tonight, and I'll read them tomorrow. All right, go, Rick. Good one. Uh, and sticking with the NHL from the scores, NHL is removing glass, adding more social distancing efforts to combat COVID-19 spread. ESPN Emily Kaplan reported earlier today, after a cluster of postponements this week, the NHL has mandated additional in-arena protocols to help reduce the spread of COVID-19. Uh, beginning with Thursday's games, the glass will be removed behind the team's benches. The big glass you see behind the coaches where they stand. The belief is this measure will help increase airflow in arenas, because remember right now, there's no fans, uh, especially not in those lower levels. Uh, in addition, players and coaches are no longer to arrive to arenas until one hour and 45 minutes before puck drop, with an exception of players receiving medical treatment. All meetings must be virtual, and teams are being asked to use additional locker room space for themselves and opponents to help enforce better social distancing. Three teams, the Jersey Devils, Buffalo Sabres, and Minnesota Wild, had to temporarily shut down their season and postpone multiple games due to the COVID-19 protocols. Um, it's flipping madness, startling amount bet on Super Bowl coin toss, Big D. It's a terrible D- one to play. I <laughs> Not know, a good one. I know. Dave Purdom of ESPN staff writers reported earlier today, the Super Bowl coin flip may be the greatest two seconds in sports betting, and the amount of money that changes hands on it is ludicrous. Out of the hundreds of bettors, super, uh, bettors on the options on the Super Bowl, from the color of the sports drink dumped on the winning coach to whom the MVP thanks first in his acceptance speech, more money is riding on heads or tails than any of them. As wild as it sounds, five-figure bets on the coin flip are practically a regular occurrence and there have even been bigger. Uh, Art Mentaris, who has spent more than 40 years running Las Vegas uh, sportsbooks, remembers one of his high rollers at the old Hilton betting 100000 on the coin flip, only to come back just hours later to bet the other side for 200000 <laughs> 
said he changed his mind. Now a vice, Man Terrace, now a vice president at Station Casinos recalled. The change worked for him that day. By the way, tails sometimes fails. In the 54 Super Bowls, the coin toss has landed heads 25 times. And well, last- it's, not a, it's not a good bet anymore because they juice it up too much. So the, you got to lay 120, 130 to make 100 on either side. So the house is winning. Uh, they, it's, there's too much juice in the bet to, to even be uh, worth taking that chance. I know people say, oh, it's 50-50. Not really. No. Not it- when you're laying 130 to make 100. It's not. Absolutely not. All right, what else? And just one more, sticking with the uh, NFL, and we'll talk more about the Super Bowl uh, tomorrow night. Fanatics sees record sales for Tom Brady merchandise in two-week period before the 10th Super Bowl. General Lane, ESPN staff writer. Tampa, Florida, with Tom Brady leading the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to an NFC championship and a trip to Super Bowl 55. Fans are gobbling up all they can in Brady and Bucks merchandise. Fanatics, the NFL's official e-commerce partner, said Brady has become their best-selling NFL player ever for the two-week period between the conference championship and final. Sunday will mark Brady's 10th Super Bowl appearance. While the top-selling market for Brady merchandise since the conference championship is Tampa, with Orlando and Miami being the third and fifth-ranked markets, New York, and get this one, has jumped to second, and Boston has fluctuated between third and fourth over the past several days. Mm -hmm. Brady's merchandise includes jerseys, hats, and what have you. So, Tampa Brady, Mm. here we come. And uh, we're going to talk about that tomorrow night. Big D, I'm looking forward to everybody's scores, and I think we have Mr. Nolan's scores as well. Okay, we'll pick the game and give scores on tomorrow night's show. Don't let me forget to do it, because I will, because I'm old. Uh, What else is going on in the news, Rick, (laughs) before we wrap it up? Anything else? You see uh, Smartmatic has filed a lawsuit against Fox News. Really? Smartmatic uh, machines there with a Dominion or Smartmatic software. $2.7 billion defamation suit against Fox News. All right. Good luck with that. Let's see how that plays out. This is one for the good guys, uh, and it comes at the expense of your favorite uh, governor. Michigan's let them play. Students and parents beat Gretchen Whitmer as she caves and lets them start winter school sports. Uh, Yeah, organized students and parents scored a victory over Michigan's governor, Gretchen Whitmer, when she backed down Wednesday and authorized winter sports to begin. Whitmer changed course after pushing back the start date to at least February 21st and triggered weeks of protest by students, parents, and sports organizations. Yeah, she changed her mind on January 20th at 12.01 in the afternoon. She, <laughs> here's her last phone call. All right, Biden's in, right? Yeah? Okay. Yep. Uh, it's good to go. They can play now. Let the games begin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Our numbers are now in place where we can allow kids to get back in the game with coaches and teammates. The governor claimed at a midday press conference. Baseball, I mean basketball, hockey, wrestling, and competitive cheer may begin Monday, February 8th, the new order said. Whitmer will require athletes to wear masks during competitions, which is stupid, and uh, masks uh, when they cannot be worn. That makes no sense. Uh, Participants must regularly be tested for coronavirus and consistently stay within the guidelines of Michigan Department of Health and Human Services. And again, this just comes two days after the Let Them Play Michigan uh, group filed a lawsuit against Whitmer's administration claiming the bans on contact sports are unconstitutional because they deny students equal protection under the law, due process, and the right to free assembly, among other things. So uh, that coming from the coalition's attorney, Peter Riddell. Okay. So that's that's good good one for the good guys, and the kids get to play. Yeah. All right, as always, we salute our military, active and active police, firefighters, first responders, EMTs. Thanks to Harry and Anna. Thanks to Harry's Place in D.C. Thanks to guys on the show. Thanks, G. Thanks, Fran. Thanks, Real America's Voice. 
Send me those uh, book chapter names, and if uh, any of them are any good, we'll try to read them on air. Although I don't know where to buy crack. Where's the best locations to buy crack? Is about what I'm going to be able to read on the air. So keep it clean. We'll see you in, back with you in 22. We'll see you tomorrow night.